What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is a Talk of Champions Extra. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's on Miss Hitty Coach Mike Clement. And this Talk of Champions Extra is brought to you by Thomas Chandler of Modern Women. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement or if you're ever going to actually be able to retire? If so, give my friend Thomas Chandler of Modern Women a call. He specializes in retirement and investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. And Modern Women offers anything you could possibly need from mutual funds to employee benefits to college savings plans and even a 1% guaranteed annuity. Give Thomas a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. It's game week for Ole Miss baseball. That's exciting, right? Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's here. I don't think it ever gets old. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a fun it's a fun time of year for us. We get to stop inner squatting against ourselves and and get to play someone in a different uniform. No real drama with fall inner squads and then the preseason. No real headlines. Yeah, uh, it's better off that way, right? I think so. Yeah. You know exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think we have a pretty good understanding of uh, how we're going to roll it out there. Okay. He laid it out in Mike Bianco at his uh, media day thing. But for you, pitching-wise, Derek Diamond on Friday, then is it Jack Washburn and John Gaddis? I mean, what's the setup? Um, these are questions I'm not supposed to answer. Uh, I don't know. I, I, we're not even like two options. minutes into this thing, Clem. Two minutes, well, and you're, you're already asking, doing the qualifiers. Come on. And you are asking pitching questions, and I am the hitting coach. Um, it's just you and me talking. No one's listening. Right. Yep, yep. Uh, I think I think the options would be um, Gaddis, Washburn, Drew McDaniel, and I think the other guys uh, that you keep an eye on um, would be guys like uh, Hunter Elliott, uh, freshman from Tupelo left-hander has been really good. In fact, yesterday in our, our final inner squad, he started against what we perceived to be basically our lineup. And I think through four innings and only gave up one run and probably three or four hits uh, and pitched really well. Um, so uh, I think those are, those are kind of the, the options as far as Sunday, Tuesday goes. Uh, I don't know that coach or laugh has, has solidified anything yet, or if it's going to come out later today or, or when it, when it, when it all comes out. But I think, I think it's pretty safe to say those are, those are some of the options. Well, I'm not trying to dig up any kind of scoop here, but I look at it 
in trying to trim candidates. And I would typically say, outside of Gunner, freshmen don't start on the opening weekend. So you can remove Riley Maddox. You can remove Hunter Elliott. Still, those guys are going to pitch and they're going to start games. The question is, how good has Drew McDaniel been in the preseason? Because he had a really good fall. Last year was up and down. Guys like that. So, yeah, we can pencil in a Derek Diamond, Gaddis, Washburn, but a Drew McDaniel, that's where you're going to have to have some guys step up and be what you thought they were going to be when you were recruiting them. And he's one of the yeah. biggest ones, if that makes no, sense. No doubt. Uh, it's a good point, really good point. And I think it's his time, right? So you, you, yeah. And you and I have talked about this on here before. Like you get some guys who are superstars when they walk into the program, thinking about Gonzo, TJ McCants, Doug Nikhazy, those types of players. And you got other guys who maybe, maybe it takes a few years, and Drew probably falls into that category. But, uh, I also think, you know, especially with the makeup of our staff now, experience matters. You know, like we just don't have a ton of guys with a ton of innings under their belt, so that matters. He's got he's got some SEC innings under his belt. And uh, and I think there's something to be said for year three in the program, even though freshman year got cut short, and um, it being his, his time. He has pitched well since partway through the fall. He had a rough start and then finished really well in the fall. Um and of his three outings this this preseason, two of the three have been really good. So, um, you know, he's pitched solid. Washburn has, has, has been up and down a little bit, but has pitched solid. And those are, you know, some more experienced arms with college innings under their belt. Uh, and, you know, you make a good point, obviously, from an uh, experience standpoint, like Nikhazy didn't start on the weekend. Gunner did, did not. but – uh, Gunner's one of the few, you know, and I, and I don't go back here as far as like Pomerantz and Lynn and those guys. Um, but man, we've had some really good arms here that probably, you know, in the pen or started on a Tuesday and worked their way into the weekend rotation way more of that than, than the other, you know, the Gunner situation that came in as a freshman and started on the weekend and never left. I, I think that's a really, really good observation and valid point. See, I'm not a complete idiot. You can now see where I was going with that. You I'm, jerk. I'm still tap. I'm still tap dancing around this no, thing, no, and no. I'm going to continue to do that. No, no, it's, not, it's not my job to break any news, especially about the pitching staff. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> with a lineup that returns pretty much everybody, which player or players have the most upside to be more than they already are? Because Tim Elko is a known commodity. Kevin Graham is a yep. known commodity. I think their upside is kind of cap because they're already really good in what they're going to be. T.J. McCants. Yeah, uh, is, is is an easy choice for me with that question framed that way. The only other guy that come, uh, comes to mind when, when you ask it that way would be Chatagnier. Um And both those guys obviously have had success in our program, a lot of success. Um, but I think that there is room for both of those guys to make another, another step forward. I think any of us, coaching staff, fans, reporters, would take – Jacob Gonzalez having the same year, Elko having the same year, save injury, Kevin Graham having a similar year. Uh, kind of to your point about like, man, how much better can you get from from that standpoint? But I think those two guys um, have not reached any kind of close to a ceiling, and so uh, and I've seen I've seen huge huge improvements with with both of them in different ways. Uh, with McCants, uh, I think we're going to see a little more juice out of him. Uh, his power has started to show a little bit. Ugh. And I hate putting too much pressure on. Like I think he's a big leaguer. Like I just the way he goes about his business. Breaking news! Um, breaking think- news! Mike Clement is reporting. <laughs> T.J. McCants, future big leaguer. I, I 
I do think that, like, I just think his best days are still in front of him, but I, but we're starting to see uh, improvement in leaps and bounds. And I think Shatnia a little bit different. I, th- I think with him more than anything, it's like strike, no discipline. Um, in, in 10 weeks of inter squads fall and spring combined, like he is one-to-one walk to strike out, which he's never been here. And just like, the college at bats are catching up with him. Like as far as like just the game has slowed down a little bit and he's always the excitable dude that you're happy you have on your team. And like, he's bouncing off the walls all the time and he's still that, but his, his bats have slowed down. It's not as much gross chase swinging a pitch in the left-handed batter's box type thing. Uh, he's, he's way more even and way more balanced. And uh, so I, so I think that's the, that's the improvement that I see out of those two guys with, with that question. You can see where the growth is. And I'm one that's always talking about how good I think T.J. McCain is. So I don't think it's unrealistic at all to look at him and think projectability and think about Major League Baseball. With Gonzo, it's kind of like a foregone conclusion. So how does he take a step? What does that even look like when you're already that polished? Yeah, um, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I, I just think it's the maturity of being the guy. Um, and, and even in a lineup full of, uh, full of kind of famous college baseball type players, you know, like people, guys that people talk about on the national stage being Elko Graham probably gets overshadowed a little bit unfairly. Um, but I think when you point to our club, um, and you say, Hey, who's the guy that you do not want to let beat you? I think almost everyone will, will, will point to Gonzo because, you know, Elko's got a little bit of swing and miss. I think, I think Gonzo's our best hitter. Uh, I guess, I guess I would just say it that way. And so it's a little bit different than last year. And I think the improvement comes with um, him being the guy and, and, you know, you've been around our program all of last year, you know, that he does not get too excited about anything. Like he is about as even keeled as you can get. Um, I'm going to guess when he has good games and like, you're the beat reporter and you're standing on the field waiting to talk to Gonzo. It's probably not that much fun. You're like, all right, it's like pulling teeth to get this kid to say anything. Um, but that's, that's him. Like, and so son of a coach, kind of that stereotype, like he just plays the game really even. And so, but I think the, the improvement needs to come with being the guy and, and, you know, can you, can you continue to step up where, where people are game planning against, Hey, on the scouting report, it says, don't let this guy beat you. Uh, and I think he's set up he's set up to have success in that role because he's a guy that doesn't chase a ton. Um, he's going to walk as much as he strikes out. Uh, and he's really, demeanor-wise, he's really even. He's not a super excitable kid like we talked about with uh, Peyton or, or something like that. Like He's just the same dude every single day. And that lends itself to a lot of success in our sport. Okay, hitting coach. What is the ideal spot? I'm not asking you where you're going to put him or where Mike's going to put him, but what's the ideal spot for a profile like Gonzo? The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. 
saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Spot in the order. Where else would I be talking about? Spot, I don't know, on the dance floor? Uh, you always want him to play third base, so I thought I thought maybe you meant spot on the field. It's fair. Uh, okay, you got me. Spot in the field is shortstop, and spot in the lineup would be two for me. Me too. Um, analytically speaking, which people probably roll their eyes at, I guess if you're uh, if you're the old school person, I think uh, don't even, listen to the dumbass redhead who's clapping. Yeah, all right. Even over the course of the shortened college baseball season um, and all the study that we have done in our office, uh, I think I think that guy comes up in the most important spots more than anyone else. Um, and so if what I said in the previous question is true, that he is our best hitter, he should get in the tool. Right. That is me speaking – uh, please don't yell at me uh, from section M on Friday. If he's not <laughs> hitting the two hole, like, uh, just, just keep clapping. <sighs> Whoever's sitting in the two hole is going to get hits. We're going to win the game. We're going to, we're going to play good. We're going to have a good breaking offense. news. Don't Mike Clement reporting. <laughs> Guaranteeing a win for Ole Miss baseball on Friday. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. This is how, this is how the reporter types spin. That's it. Miss misquote misinterpret quote that's what coaches are supposed to say you know stuff like that took me out of context yeah i think maybe just a little just a little just a little here's the problem you don't have an ideal leadoff hitter actually your best on base guy is kevin graham why not lead off kevin graham Uh, i think that's a that's a fair question um and while we love the analytics or some of us do in this office the person who makes out the lineup Although we put Dillard there, I guess, in 19 in the leadoff spot. Uh, and was he not awesome? He was. He was. Uh, I think it'll be a little more traditional. Uh, who we put in the leadoff spot is my, is my guess. Hey, as we check. sit here on Monday, Monday before we play. I think that's probably a solid guess. But I also, I, I will say this. The, what I like about Chatagnier in the leadoff, if that happens, is he is back to a previous comment. He is going to swing and miss a, a lot less, I think. And I think his discipline is way better than it's ever been since he's been here. And the, the good thing about Peyton is he still has juice, you know, whatever he had six or seven home runs last year. Uh, he is going to come out and try to punch you right in the mouth. Uh, people are going to be scared to throw like, all right, leading off the game, throw, you're supposed to throw a fastball in the middle of the plate. Like that guy, might be on second base doing some stupid double dance with Gonzo stepping to the plate and all of a sudden you're in trouble. So um, 
I think there's there's value with Peyton there, and it gets really really hard if it's uh, you know whatever the combination of Gonzalez and Graham and Elko and Bench and McCants and Dunhurst coming up after that, uh, it's gonna be hard to breathe. Have you ever in your coaching career, not just at Ole Miss, had a full lineup returning like this? Pretty much everybody returning. And how does that change things for you preparationally? Or how has it changed things? Yeah, uh, I don't think I have. Not this many guys. Um, you know, obviously from 18 to 19, we had a really good line of comeback. But you lose the three. You know, it's not like this. We lost Fortes, who's a big leaguer. And we lost Golson, who was a captain and a big-time player. Um, and I don't, I don't know that it's changed preparation-wise. I think that... Uh, I think that uh, we have, you know, like, like we've talked about before on the podcast, like I, I think that we have tried to not take things for granted. I've tried to, you know, challenge uh, our guys offensively a little bit more, you know, uh, like we talked about with McCants and with Chatagnier, uh try to challenge those guys early on um, to be a little bit more disciplined. Um, and like I told you, they took two separate approaches. Like I told them like, Hey, if you, you're going to swing and miss and not walk. You, you, you know, either got to get those, those two ratios a little closer together. Or you need to hit more balls out of the yard. McCants decided to hit more balls out of the yard and Chatney decided to walk a little bit more, but both have done that. And I think, I think people will see that uh, once we start playing games. It's June, July. We're looking back at the 2022 season. Ole Miss made it to Omaha and won a national championship because what happened? Uh. I think I, I I think I would be remiss if I didn't say the answer to that question lies something on the mound. You know, solidified roles on the mound um, that we had a guy or two or three um, really really step up and fill roles. That it's impossible for us to know what they are just because you don't have Nikhazy or Hoagland back. You know, like uh, it's just it's just something something that you don't know. But like the pieces are there to do it. You know, the depth is there to do it. Uh, but you and I know like when the lights come on, some, some guys aren't as good as what we thought. And some guys that we did not know about are going to, are going to step up and be really good. The old adage is momentum is the next day starting pitcher in baseball in college baseball. Is it okay? Or can you have more success being built around offense and punching your ticket to Omaha, knowing that it's a truncated season. And if you got a lineup like this, hitting your way in is probably easier than pitching your way in. I don't know if it's easier. It can certainly be done. Yeah. I, I think it can certainly be done. Which would you done. prefer then if you had to have a team of one or the other? Well, I'm a hitting coach, so right, I, know. Uh, I, get it. I would really struggle to go back to like 2017 and be bad at hitting. Like uh, it would keep me up at night. Not so, fun. Uh, the, the answer should probably be you'd rather you'd rather have like elite pitching, but I can't I can't sit here and say that and feel good about myself. Looking ahead to this weekend, what do you want to see in opening weekend? Uh, I don't I don't I don't necessarily think uh, that way. Like just play clean baseball. Like I think that's that's the that is a really coach speak answer, but I think it's true. Like just um, can we go out there? Uh, and fill up the strike zone and, and, you know, uh, get off the field with runners in scoring position. Can we get two out hits? Um, those things that frankly, we were pretty good at last year. Um, and that really kind of carried us at times that, uh, when we hit trouble, can we have a guy step up, um, 
all that and get us off the field or make a great play. Those are kind of the things that like I think about when asked that question. Uh, that is a really cliche and generic answer. I try not to do that very often, but I think it's really true, especially this time of year. Um, because I don't think, you know, it, I think it would be unfair to the th- whoever the three guys are that run out there on the mound. Like, oh, let's let's see if we get the right starting rotation, or let's see if we're closing the game with the right guy. I think that's going to be a work in progress a little bit. Um, and same thing with a spot or two in the lineup. You know, we're going to try some different guys out in different spots. I think. Um, so I think it's more just about playing clean baseball and are we ready to play and make plays and all of that. Over under forty five and a half wins. Over. Come on, I can't take the under on that. I didn't know if you were going to give a coach speak answer or not. No, over. Mm-hmm. Over. Breaking news. Yeah. yeah, come on. Three breaking so, news alerts from I, Mike Clement in this one 20-minute interview. If I answer under to that, slap me in the face. Mm-hmm. I, I got to take the over. I know. We'll see. It just shows how differently. How many games did we win last year? 45? 45 and 22. Yeah, over. Let's go. All right, if game three of a super regional happens, the game script to punch your ticket is what? Oh, jeez. Hey, Am I, I just want tough? to have a good practice today. <laughs> now you're taking me to game three of a super regional? That's where everybody's minds are. Come on, it's game week. Oh, well, okay. Hey, let's enjoy, let's, let's enjoy. Beer showers. Sunny weather. And yeah. uh, sweet Caroline. Can we change up the music the a little bit? A little bit. Hey, uh, I'm not in charge. That's way above my pay grade. Uh, the destination is going to take care of itself. Let's of enjoy course. the journey. Yeah. Let's enjoy the journey. Of course. If you could have a batting, or if you could come out to one more walkout song, what would your walkout song yeah. be now in 2022? I, uh, what would it have been back when you were playing? Uh, I don't know back when I'm playing. I was immature and dumb. Uh, right now, I think, I think. I would go with uh, the theme song to the Dukes of Hazard by Waylon Jennings. Okay. The, uh, just the good old boys. You know that song? Okay. Uh, I, think, I think that's where I'd go. I did not expect that. At the end of the year, yeah. you can pick three players that are going to break out. Number one. All right. Brandon Johnson. I like it. Yeah. Um, he's going to be all SEC pitcher. Um. Number two, breakout candidate, John Gaddis. I like it. Number two. Got two pitchers. John Gaddis. Yeah. All right. Uh, number three, breakout candidate. Like, I think this is a little bit unfair uh, because he's a good player. No, I'm not. I, I can't go with him. What are you going to say, TJ McCants? Yeah, but but that's not like the guy was a freshman All American last year. He was. Uh, I guess I'd say him or Chad. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Hunter Elliott. Hunter oh, okay. Elliott Three pitchers from the hitting coach. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What is your room gonna say after they listen to this podcast? Because I know they're all tuning in for this podcast. Gonna, this is the one. I'm gonna. We have a group text with the hitters, and I'm gonna tell them to stay away from Ben Garrett's podcast. Always. Always. It's a talk of champions. Yep. Extra. It is uh, rat poison. Is that is, what we're supposed to say? Hashtag rat poison with Ben Garrett. Okay. I should rename this whole podcast Rat Poison with Ben Garrett. Okay. Talk of champions yep. extra sounds too bland anyway. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Wow. And you insult me. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.